Some would say um, Kevin Conroy is the greatest Batman ever. Um, what I want to say is Kevin Conroy is not the greatest Batman ever. Kevin Conroy is the... What's up and welcome to another Los Wise Guys podcast. I am your host, Aslam, a.k.a. Rock God of the Sun, accompanied by Dan, Papa, Sun, Killer, and Disco. How's it going, fellas? What's up? What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in. We love y'all. That's right. Yes. Thank you for tuning in. If you... bro, we are just starting. (laughs) It's been a long day. If you like... Um, if you like what you hear, don't forget to follow us on social media. <clears throat> Go like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. It helps us immensely. Uh, throw us some comments. We love talking. We love talking to you. Go check out the Los Wise Guys website, loswiseguys.com. New content coming up there every day. Now, let's jump into this main topic of this episode. This was an immensely surprising. Uh, news item that just came out of nowhere and it kind of felt like um, like the death of Kobe almost because uh, it's just like it popped out of nowhere it was like so sudden and um, this this affected me more than Kobe because I was way closer to uh, this person not personally but you know uh, through their work than I was with Kobe so Kevin Conroy uh, unfortunately passed away at the age of 66 I think it was yeah 66 and um, he was quietly battling uh, intestinal cancer and uh, he didn't battle it for too long and eventually passed he didn't make the news public and uh you know he's Batman. He's not gonna go out there and tell everybody his business. He's uh, he's true to the character. <clears throat> now, some would say um, Kevin Conroy is the greatest Batman ever. Um, what I want to say is Kevin Conroy is not the greatest Batman ever. Kevin Conroy is the one and only Batman. He is above all. Uh, I don't give a fuck what actor played Batman in live action series. No one has brought more attention to the character than the voice of Batman. And the 1990s animated show. Uh, It was phenomenal. It brought a different tone to the character. And it was just beyond belief what some of those episodes were to the growth of the character. And yeah, man, it's just uh, it's one of the saddest news. He was young. He was still young um, and just dying of cancer. Just, you know, is one of the worst things that can happen to you. And it's just a slow death. And uh, hey, um, it is what it is. But this is. Uh, a tribute to the great and powerful Kevin Conroy, the Batman. Um, so uh, that's that's what I wanted to say. So um, yeah, his his work speaks for itself. I I read on Wikipedia that uh, um, 
whenever uh, Kevin was on like a Batman series or anything get, uh, he was in, Mark Hamill didn't even read the script. He would just look and be like, oh, Kevin's in? I'm in. Like, <laughs> and like that just speaks for his, like the quality level of his work. It's just like if that guy's in, you, you get Mark Hamill wanting to be like, yeah. you know. So, uh, yeah. Uh, it's a tragic, tragic loss. Definitely international news, and uh, all the all the DC and Batman uh, lovers out there are, are are you know feeling this one and uh, tragic, tragic uh, turn of events. And uh, you, cancer just sucks, man. It's just uh, why, just why. If there's a god, just why? Like why? I mean, dang. At least why the good ones? You know, I, I feel yeah. like somebody like that. You know, we should. Uh, we should we got to cherish the the time we did have and it's awesome that he left behind his 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 work his his legacy and uh it's amazing it's amazing that one person could could impact the world uh the way he did and uh just i'm eternally grateful for for him and his life and uh, everyone that helped bring him to to live out the life that he did you know? yeah, absolutely thank you kevin um, I mean, you guys pretty much said it all, but, uh, yeah, man, like Kevin Conroy, um, we've, we've said for a while now, um, you know, who's the best Batman everybody, you know, you argue like, yeah, is it Ben Affleck? Is it Christian Bale? Is it Michael Keaton? It's not George Clooney, but we know for a fact, <laughs> it was like, we, it always came back to the same thing. It's like, it's, it's Kevin Conroy. No. Um, nobody is, uh, like Aslam, you were saying, nobody's made like that impact with him, uh, especially at that time. Like Batman, the animated series was next level. It's like nobody had seen anything like that. And it was like, it was a kid's show, but it wasn't, no. you know? And, yeah. and it's like everything that came out of that. Just think about like that show spawned the Superman animated series, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, Batman Beyond, all the other, everything mm -hmm. that came out of it. Then you look at all the video game uh, stuff he's worked. This man came the Arkham back. series, yeah. Exactly. The Arkham series, Batman Vengeance. You remember that mm -hmm. one? Yep. Um, But you have that, and then he <laughs> finally got to be live action, you know, yeah. just a little while ago, live action Bruce Wayne. Um, So, yeah, man, this man's uh, had an impact on uh, my life and the lives of many others. And, uh, you know, it's sad to see him go. I mean, he was still working. I think he has projects coming out where he's going to voice other characters like, I think he has one coming out either next year or later this year where he's playing Thomas Wayne and he's doing the voice of Thomas Wayne on something. Yeah. Um, I was reading up on it. So it's like this man never stopped working. And um, yeah, man, it's just Kevin Conroy. The, he's the best. You know, uh, just in it, it, just listening to him talk, <laughs> you can still hear the hint of Bruce, animated series Batman in there. And it's crazy because it's like if you just close your eyes, like, oh, it's it's just Bruce Wayne's Batman. Like, well, he actually turns it on. Like he he deepens his voice. He deepens it, but like yeah. if you if you listen, yeah, yeah. like there's a few. It's like you can find hints of it. It's like no, this is him. Like because remember, Bruce Wayne and Batman both sound different in the animated series as well. Mm -hmm. So it's like when he's talking, he sounds a little <clears> bit more <throat> like Bruce, and then when he turns it on, he's doing the Batman. So it's yeah. like I don't know, man. But um, yeah, man. Uh, Kevin Conroy. I mean, true legend. Sad to see him go. So I have a he, quick. Uh, yeah, let me just say some stuff. Mm -hmm. um, he did uh, not only Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, but he did like March of the Phantom. I wrote some of the stuff. Uh, Batman and Mr. Freeze, Sub-Zero, Batman Beyond, Return of the Joker, Batman Mysteries of the Batwoman. 
he did uh, he did so much yeah and, all those uh, the movies yeah, yeah uh, he was one of i read on wikipedia that he was one of the first voice actors to use uh two different voices for batman and bruce wayne to like kind of distinct distinguish between the yep. two mm-hmm. he uh he was also the longest like actor to portray batman and like be affiliated with the character and uh this is actually a really nice one too after 9 11 when uh the world trades uh got hit he actually was cooking for uh the police officers and firefighters that were on hand and uh you know with the relief effort so uh he, he's man's got a heart of gold he's just an amazing person and uh it's it's just sad to see him go uh yeah that's that's what i have yeah he did a uh, a lot of amazing things. I have this quick video on him becoming the voice of Batman that I wanted to share with you guys. I thought it was a really cool video. So, If you were a kid back in the 90s and early 2000s, then chances are you were probably watching the animated series about the Batman. Behind every great animated hero is a great voice actor. And for me, that actor is Kevin Conroy. How was that? That was good, Kevin. Keep going. Okay. <clears throat> I am vengeance. I am the knight. I am Batman. Is that okay? <laughs> I'm Kevin Conroy. Uh, I've been playing the voice of Batman since 1991 for 29 years. Jokers opened every cell in Arkham. It started with Batman the Animated Series and then the Adventures of Batman and Robin, and then came the Justice League, Batman Beyond, and in the interim there was Mask of the Phantasm, Sub-Zero, Killing Joke. I would like to claim that I have been the only voice of Batman for any animated show, but I've been doing it the longest of any. You are to us. I've been the one yeah, that's <laughs> sort of referred to as the animated voice. Come into the light. I was a New York theater actor. I studied at Juilliard. And the people I worked with were Robin Williams, Kelsey Grammer, Harriet Harris, Francis Conroy. I did Broadway, uh, off-Broadway, a lot of classics, Shakespeare, the Greeks. Address your love and might to honor Helen. And so when my agent told me they were doing this new animated Batman show, the only thing I knew about Batman was the Adam West show. I didn't even know it had never been an animated show. I was that naive to it. And so when I was first uh, auditioning for the role, the director described it as this very dark, noir character. And I went to exactly what I know, which is the theater. And so I used my imagination to fill that out. And for me, with my voice, try to create a dark, gritty, filthy New York street. So once I had came up with this voice in the recording studio, everything got really still in there. And I thought, oh, I just screwed up. I have so blown this. And then the casting director came running inside and she said, you nailed it. You, you nailed it. Joker, where did he go? My favorite episodes of any of the shows are the ones that deal with the complexity of the man, of Bruce Wayne. Perchance to Dream uh, is a wonderful episode where he's drugged and he goes back into his childhood and he deals with his father. So I was the voice of Batman and Bruce Wayne, and then I was drugged Batman, and then I was adolescent Bruce Wayne, and I was Thomas Wayne, my father. So in the one episode, I did five voices. 
So any episode that dealt with that psychology that makes up Batman. I know what's going on. This is a dream. Tell me where it is. Voicing Batman for 29 years has been an extraordinary experience because it evolved from being a an acting job to being kind of the embodiment of a cultural touchstone for a lot of people. People come up to me all the time and just want to grab me and hug me because they know me. I've shared my deepest emotional life with them through my performance and through my voice. So the advice I would give to the next person who comes along to voice Batman um, is don't because I'm still here. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Joker, where did he go? Joker, where did he go? That video was two years old, but um, when I watched it, it was just, you know, uh, it, it was nice to see him, I guess, when he was still a little healthy. He was, you know, joking around and stuff like that. And to hear the, a little bit of the story of how he became the voice of Batman. And I thought it was uh, it would be cool to watch and kind of like uh, speak about it. But one thing was, uh, Dan, you and I saw Kevin Conroy live at one of the comic-con panels it was a batman panel and uh, he was a surprise special guest he came out he sat down and you know and then you know everybody was we're cheering for like two yeah, we, we spent went, like there was a room a giant room filled with batman fans and yeah. kevin conroy's a surprise guest and and literally half the time of the room was just spent i think us cheering at kevin conroy <laughs> so uh, but then he he spoke a little bit, and then he did he did the thing, you know. Voice, he was just uh, like he did the voice. He he said the line, uh, "I am vengeance. I am the night. I am Batman." And it's just like you saw in the video how he 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 turns it on, and then he can speak in his regular voice. So <laughs> that's just an immense talent to be able to control your voice like that. And it's like a superpower. <laughs> yeah. So, um, man, it it really sucks that he's gone and. Um, we're not going to be able to hear him voice any new Batman stories or games and whatnot. Yeah. But I hope they uh, always honor him, uh, whoever these voice actors are in the future. Always oh, uh, study him or honor him in, in their choice of uh, portraying the character in an animated form. Um, I, I wanted to ask, is there any in particular, like, performance you guys remember specifically uh like that stands out like mask I, I of the phantasm of, thank you the arguably uh. one of the greatest at batman movies for <laughs> some the greatest batman movie ever made mask of the phantasm is phenomenal there's i a, have well, yeah is there a scene because there's one scene in there that i love i have a very vivid memory of uh i think it was when i first came to the united states and we went to like Blockbuster for the first time or like maybe West Coast Video. I don't remember. And I saw the movie and I was like, I have to get this and watch it. Like I I was just I saw Batman. Bat Batman has even since I was in Egypt, Batman has always been like my go to character. And I got it and I watched it at least a hundred times, man. I just kept watching it like almost every day. And 
the once i don't know which one scene that would stand out the most to me but i i've always loved the um the difference between the the bruce wayne and the batman that they portrayed in these movies and there was one scene where he was breaking up with this girl uh this woman in in um the cemetery i can't remember her her name but yeah yeah and um yeah it's just like there was a lot of growth and like there's uh emotional exploration of like this character that they did in, in the movies and the show and but uh what was the um the scene um, you... the scene with him and the girl in the cemetery um oh, so, damn. <laughs> so it's right before she shows up actually so it's like he's um it starts off where he's still trying to come up with the idea of becoming batman so bruce yeah. You see him in his house, and he's like drawing out the costume and so forth. Like he basically draws out the entire outfit without the bat ears, mm-hmm. and he's like, "This is just wrong." He throws it in the fire, and Alfred's like, "You know what are you doing?" Blah blah blah. He's like, "He's like, you know, uh, her. I can't remember her first name, but I know the last name is Beaumont. I remember that specifically." So he's like, "Yeah, Miss Beaumont's uh, trying to get a hold of you on the phone." He's like, "No, tell her I'm busy." Blah blah blah, because he's focused on I have to be Batman. So that's the whole reason why he goes out into his like the the back of the house where he has the grave for his parents and it's raining there's lightning going down and then kevin conroy's performance this might be his greatest performance ever as batman where he goes up to the uh to the <clears throat> what's it called the um mausoleum the it's not a mo- well it's the, it's the headstone the thing headstone okay so he's he's holding on to he's like hugging it and then he's like just don't I don't want to do this. Like I, I, yes, I, I was going to be Batman, but I was going to do something. I was going to honor you guys, but let me just donate money to charity. Let me have someone else do it. He's like, I still believe in the mission. I still want to do this. It's just, I never thought I was going to be happy. And Mm. it's just like, it's just like one of these insane lines that he says. And he's like, I just, just please give me a sign. And that she shows up and then he hugs her and all this other stuff. And that's what he decides. Well, I, this is my mission. I stated Mm -hmm. I'm going to do, I have to be Batman. And yeah, uh, that scene is just phenomenal. Yeah, the, one of my favorite episodes from the animated series uh, was the robot, the cloned robot, where the robot starts to question his existence and is he conscious or is he not? And you have like that question that the robot starts asking himself, like, am I alive? And then the robot just ends up jumping off like a ledge in the cave. Uh, and and it was just like it was a phenomenal story like one-off story also one of my favorite things about this series was mr freeze oh. mr freeze holding like the um the the snow globe and like uh, his raspy deep voice like speaking uh almost poetically about his wife and what he has to do and Oh man, it was it was one of the most wonderful. So what's it called? Things. Heart of Ice, I think it's called that episode. Yeah. Like, oh my god, it's it's such a good one. It was I mean, just phenomenal. Well, there's that, and then at the the very, I believe it's the last episode of Justice League Unlimited, where um they're doing the like the recap where it's like Terry McGinnis and is talking to Amanda Waller, I believe, and they're you know they're going back and they're doing stuff, and then there's this one part where they're talking about <laughs> how on a mission Amanda Waller goes to the Justice League. And it was all like, hey, so Ace from the, um, what was the name of that gang where they were based off of, like, cards? <clears throat> you know what I'm uh, talking about? I'll remember. Uh, anyway, so 
He, it's just like so. She was the, basically the most powerful one, though. The girl, the royal Ace. flush gang, the royal flush gang. Thank you. So Ace from the royal flush gang. They're like, yeah. So she's gotten too powerful, and she's like changing the entire world with her abilities. Like literally, the world is all whatever, and she's about to die. Like she's about to have a massive aneurysm, and if she, if that could potentially destroy the world because she's so powerful, it's like we need to go in there. We need to take her out. Oh yeah, yeah. And then yeah. Batman's like, I'll do it. And then he's just like, I'm the only one that's going to get closer. She talks to me. And then he goes up to her. She's like, I already read your mind. I already know that you're not going to try to kill me with Walter's advice. But, I mean, you're going to try to convince me to fix everything before I die. And then she just starts tearing up. And then she, that's when she just looks at him. And, she, and you could hear, like, he's doing the Batman voice, but it's, like, the sad Batman mm-hmm. voice. She's like, can you just sit with me? I'm scared. Yeah. And then, and he you know, holds he's her just hand. sitting there. He holds her hand. And then, yeah. you know, everything clears. And she dies. And he brings out the body. But it's yeah. like you can hear like every like he he does emotion so well for a character that's just so brooding all the time, mm-hmm. and but like he knows how to keep that while still, you know, he could do all the different complex emotions of Bruce or Batman or all the different variations of the two, and it's, it's just phenomenal. Yeah, man, it was. Um... <sighs> it, yeah, we can. <laughs> we we can. The... Yeah. Do you want to put but, what Rudy put in the? Yeah. Yeah. I want to show so. Um... Rudy uh, mentioned, uh, if not for Kevin Conroy, I don't know if we would have good modern-day Batman games. His voice in Batman Arkham Asylum in 2009 helped change uh, the landscape of comic-related video games and expectations. Um, 100%, I think the voice acting with him uh, and then obviously Mark Hamill returning for the Joker... Um, really added to the story um, that no other actors could have done uh, for for these specific characters. The same can be said for what, um, I forget his first name, but I think his last name is Judge um, for God of War. Uh, Oh, Chris Judge. Christopher Judge. Yes, thank you. His voice acting in God of War is also phenomenal. Um, That's great. So that's another person who embodies Kratos and uh, and nominated when, for Game Awards this year for uh, performance of the year. One of the nominees. Nice. That's fantastic. Uh, definitely deserved. Uh, but yeah, Rudy, you're you're right. I, Kevin Conroy voicing Batman in the video games and the video game. I, I don't know. I'm sure it's been done before the Arkham Asylum game, but um, adding this level, this level of storytelling with this level of voice acting um made this game way more wonderful than it could have been that's the first superhero video game that is really considered like hey no you did the damn thing it's it's a success the previous game before that the the ones that would come close to it are probably spider-man one and two the ones i was gonna ask weren't spider-man's pretty yeah but it was just it was kind of like they were like a flash in the pan like everything else is like oh it's a video game i mean it's a comic book or it's a superhero video game it is what it is and then arkham asylum came out it's just like people like "Eh, this this one might be something like this one might be a legit game like that it's not based off of a movie or based off something else it's just like we're telling our own story in this video game and we got Arkham, yeah. and then from there we've got in the other Spider-Man games we're we're getting um, Suicide Squad kills the Justice League uh, next year supposedly. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's so many video games have come out uh, based off of superheroes, and it really did start with Arkham. And at the center of that performance was Kevin Conroy. So one hundred percent, you know. 
So. Kevin Conroy, you are the greatest Batman that ever will be. Um, yep. I don't think anybody will ever be able to replace you. And uh, we're very sad that you have left us. Yep. But uh, you will forever be remembered. Yep. Um, any Anything else about Kevin Conroy we would like to discuss? Um, if anybody... I mean, Disco listed off like a bunch of the movies that he's yeah. in. And, I mean, if you guys have seen the shows and you haven't seen the movies, definitely watch Mask of the Phantasm. Uh, Killing Joke. The fact that you got to do Mark Hamill and Kevin Conroy do Killing Joke yeah. is great. I mean, I'm not... That movie has its thing. Some people like it. Some people don't. Regardless, it's good. Their performances are phenomenal. Um, and honestly, Mask of the Phantasm is just... Yeah. <laughs> so fucking good. Like, yeah. if anybody who hasn't seen Mask of the Phantasm, my God, please do so. I don't know why my dyslexic ass back in the day thought it was called Mask of the Phantasma. Mm. <laughs> and I was just like, I added an extra A for no reason. <laughs> Mask of Fantasia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Mark of the Fanta. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you guys never seen that movie? Don't you want a Mark of the Fanta? It's a good one. <laughs> nah, man. But yeah, if anybody hasn't seen those movies, please do. They're they're phenomenal. Mandela effect. Disco, yeah. <laughs> um, you want to... Let's start with your news. Um. Uh, okay. Are we doing the news or we're going to do the other stuff? Oh, yeah, oh right. Do let's, uh, sorry. Uh, let's let's okay. jump into the um, <clears throat> interview <clears throat> with the vampire. Today I will be covering a little a little bit of the interview with the vampire show that recently just came out on AMC. Um, let me share my screen so I can show some pictures of uh, of the show. Uh, can you see that? Yes. Yeah, it's just like a Google uh, Yahoo actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yahoo! <laughs> I, 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 You'd be surprised I'm, how many people use Yahoo. I've learned through work. It's insane. That's wild. I'm genuinely surprised it's Yahoo right now too. Actually, I I thought I was using Google Chrome. What the? I know it's <laughs> Yahoo through Google Chrome. Um, it, it, it just blew my own mind. Anyway, hang on. Let me message you on uh, AOL real quick to figure out if this is correct. Hit my hit my aim. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh God. <clears throat> Anyway, Interview with the Vampire just came out, and uh, to my amazement, it was actually uh, a really great uh, interpretation of Anne Rice's books, of her uh, her Vampire Chronicles, uh, focusing on Lestat. Um, <clears throat> I, I, for one, just want to mention uh, all the actors. Uh, Louis was Jacob Anderson, who was also a little worm on Game of Thrones, if anybody's a fan. Lestat was Sam Reed. He killed mm. it. Claudia was Bailey Bass or Bass. I don't, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but they they did phenomenal work. And uh, to start off, Lestat, I feel like it was actually true to the book. He had like this nice, charismatic French accent. And if anybody watched the movie, it's it's not they did not like have that like kind of interpretation, that feeling. So I, I think he really killed that role. He had this very seductive powerful french accent and uh he really commanded a room especially with his powers and uh he he really got me feeling for him because like he just genuinely loves louis and he wants to be with louis but at the end of the day you know louis just doesn't love him but so you could feel for his pain at the same time he just wants this like eternal companion and uh and louis was a great great interpretation as well because uh they 
they turned him black, which is which is awesome in my opinion because it only makes sense. He's a gay black man in New Orleans. That's like that makes sense in my opinion. Um, so, but it, it also helps it be progressive in a sense because they could have like the racial tension, being like a vampire that's black, and <laughs> you know, and having to kind of step down to these weakling humans that he can just tear in half in a, like in a second. So you kind I was of, about to say, even vampires could, are racist. I'll so say. you kind of get to see this like internal struggle within Louis. He was already struggling to become a vampire in, in the first place. So I really thought that was a, a compliment to the story and, and really it made sense in my opinion. No, that's definitely a cool perspective to have. No, yeah. So I really enjoyed it because that's not in the book at all. And none of this is really in the book, but I totally could feel like this could be in the book. No, it's a it's a it's not like one of those editions that's put there for no reason. Yeah, it's an observation that was made, whether someone who these writers were reading the books and they were like, oh, like this could actually be a a good and proper addition to the story without layer, huh? Yeah, without ruining the the main essence of the story. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, helped it, just helped revolutionize, make it more modern, but still mm-hmm. captures the same essence of the original work. And uh, I, I, I'm sure Anne Rice is very uh, pleased with that because it came out really great. Little Worm killed the role of Louis, and uh, no, yeah, it was amazing. I loved seeing Claudia and Louis kind of their bond too, because uh, she became like a daughter slash kind of like sister figure, and then eventually she just becomes so smart that she she and Louis have to like team up to kill the stat, who's like super smart. He's almost like two hundred around this at the end point, and uh, so it's really cool seeing them kind of work through their clever minds, like their mind magic. They like talk through their mind uh, telepathy. And uh, they're trying to plan around the stat who's got crazy powers. He can fly and he can stop time almost. And uh, it's really, (laughs) uh, you really feel for the characters. And it it really is a a nice drama done well. Not just like, kind of like, not to stomp on 30 Days a Night, because I love that series too. But like, they're more like mindless and just like, oh, I just need to feed. Whereas this, these vampires are sophisticated and they'll like Lestat will stalk his prey for like you know a couple weeks and then you know pounce on him when he when he wants to and just play with them and kind of dismantle them and make them feel all types of confused so all their chemicals are pumping through the blood and he just kills them and uh also like that they uh they use terminology from the book like uh she Anne Rice mentioned Savage Garden uh Lestat refers to the world as a savage garden and they use that terminology in the show uh the dark gift uh, le petit something uh, you know uh it's like a little sip was what they call it um they also mentioned those who must be kept which is uh which i think is alluding to where they're going to go next which is the queen of the damned book movie slash whatever you want to call it arc that was um, so- Anne rice also yeah oh interesting yeah so i'm really that curious. movie sucked <laughs> it sucked so good i really loved it Aaliyah changed my life in that movie you know i've never seen any queen of the Dead. i've seen queen also of the Dead. also uh the guy from corn i forgot his name the lead singer 
he yeah. made the soundtrack for that movie, and I fucking loved it. Queen of so, the Dam. Uh, yeah, no, I remember because I got a couple of songs off of off of you actually because yeah, uh, you played <clears> that soundtrack like back that in the day. Yeah, um, he, yeah, it wasn't that great. No, but it's not that great. It's looking in retrospect, but it was a cult classic, and it was yeah. like yeah. a nice uh, Anne Rice getting Anne Rice out there and her Vampire Chronicles. So I'm wondering if they're gonna like. Next season's clearly going to be, uh, the way they wrapped up, uh, it's clearly going to be uh, Claudia and Louis going to see the theater of the vampire and, and conclude the interview with the vampire saga. But I'm curious if they're going to go run into the Queen of the Damned, uh, the Body Snatcher, Memnock the Devil, and also the arcs where they're dealing with the, the vampire core. I'm, I'm curious if they're... If it gets enough, like you know, momentum, if they're gonna go the whole whole run, because there's a lot of good stuff there. My favorite is Memnock the Devil, where he pretty much gets recruited by this like devil-like <clears throat> character, and he's uh, pretty much takes him to heaven, heaven and hell, and he has to decide and just messes up his mind. Uh, a lot, a lot of cool stuff and a lot of content they could work with. So far. Uh, the way they started off this series, it, it just blew me away. I really is this love... a BBC show? It's an AMC. AMC, okay. Yeah, that's the thing. Since this is an AMC show, I mean, I know you. I know you're saying you hope that it it goes for a while. I mean, if, if The Walking Dead's any indication, this sh- this show ain't ever gonna end. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's gonna get like seventy four spinoffs. Yeah. No, yeah, and also uh, just another thing before I well, conclude. Uh, the spoilers i've already said a lot of spoilers already but the uh twist at the end is you find out that louis dating armand who's another ancient vampire and uh which is crazy because i think and if i remember correctly armand turned daniel who's the the guy the reporter guy so i'm curious if in the next season or in coming seasons like armand breaks up with louis and falls in love with daniel because <laughs> uh, that's kind of how how it happened in the books. And so I'm just trying to see what's happening, projecting my thoughts. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really blown away by this. I, I listened to all the books on audiobook and uh, one of my favorite series. And uh, Memnock the Devil is actually one of my favorite books. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so uh, cheers to some awesome writing and quality vampire drama and uh, – to this show i hope they i hope they they go the long run because you also got marius and pandora there's so many different vampires and even armand who i mentioned earlier he has like a crazy background story too there's just so much there that they could uh, they could do here so uh there's a lot of spinoff <laughs> um potential which uh, you know a lot of people like money wise you know you just milk it for what it's worth but uh regardless <laughs> i hope that uh that it gets a lot of traction and doesn't fizzle out and people like me fall in love with uh the vampire Lestat, like uh like like louis has it's a he's just an awesome character i really like him and uh check out the show if you haven't already sweet um yeah we can just jump straight into your news disco oh okay well yeah since i'm already open next up ufc general some general news for me uh ufc's anthony rumble johnson he was also a british boxer joined the ufc is dead at 38 he uh it's tragic loss he's impacted many when he when he passed uh 
the social medias were blowing up. He was trending, and uh, it's 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 always never a good thing to lose somebody this way. Uh, I believe it was cancer as well. Um, wow. Yeah. So, uh, just my my thoughts and prayers to Anthony uh, Anthony Rumble Johnson. Uh, he's impacted many. You can see Daniel Cormier here. He's saying he's an amazing person. A lot of people notable people to uh, give him the highest card and uh, it's just sad to see someone someone young uh, go so soon he's only six years older than me man that's yeah. just ah, man tragic so uh, rest in peace my condolences and yeah. my next story uh, did you guys want to say something or no man just uh, uh you know pr- you know thoughts and prayers to all the family and friends i do remember the name anthony rumble johnson back from when i was watching yossi a little bit uh, at that time um, once you had the picture of him and Cormier side by side, I was like, I definitely started remembering him a little bit more there. Um, yeah. uh, you know, I don't follow UFC as much as I used to, but no, those are prayers to all the family and friends. Yep, yeah. All right, next story is uh, oh, wait, not it. Here we go. Uh, Russia strikes Poland with missiles. <clears throat> Two missiles or rockets are reported to have hit a farm in Poland near the border uh, with Ukraine. Two people are pulled. Uh, and you, Poland is protected by NATO, so I'm uh, I don't I'm not too keen on the world, you know, <sighs> logistics of the world, but it's pretty scary, uh, you know, because I feel like World War Three could be right around the corner, and you know, the media is just hiding it from us. And uh, as Americans, you know, we just bury our heads into the latest Kanye news. So it's like, you know, it alarms me hearing news like this that could potentially lead to, you know, uh, devastating wars that will probably go on for years and years. Uh, but uh, uh, Russia's really pulling the works. Yep. <clears throat> and uh, that's that's the end of my news, if y'all want to jump, jump in now. Yeah. Okay. Um, Dan, you want to go next? Uh, yeah, whatever you want to do. All right, cool. <clears throat> All right, so uh, definitely a lot more lighthearted than what you had there, Disco. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, <yeah. laughs> hey, so Logan Paul, um, recently uh, it's been revealed uh, there was a text message that he sent out to Triple H about who he wants to face at WrestleMania 39. If that's the case, I don't know, because the man got injured just recently with that fight with Roman Reigns. So um, this is a story. It's coming from WrestleTalk. It's written by – I have it over here. There we go. SP3 from WrestleTalk. He does a lot of news stories. Um, always, always like seeing his stuff. Um, so, yeah, basically he's saying, you know what? I want to wrestle John Cena, which – Honestly, I believe it or not, I think a John Cena Logan Paul match. I never thought I'd say this could be a really good match. Um, so I, I'm very curious to see if that does come to fruition. Um, I don't know. Like I said, Logan Paul is injured. I think that Cena is going to be trying to make an appearance for this year's WrestleMania. But um, if we do, I mean, Logan Paul is an athlete. Uh, if he's in there with somebody who knows the joke, like Cena. Um, um, you know, Cena's obviously not my favorite wrestler, but he can put on a good match. You know, if necessary. So I'm sure he can. Make Logan Paul look good, and Logan Paul makes Cena look great because you know, Cena, even though he hasn't been wrestling as much as he used 
too. The man can still go. Every time he shows up, he can still go. So we'll Hey, see. I don't know if it's just me, but you count you sound kinda of spotty. No, he does. What else is there? I feel like you're I feel like it's literally on a timer. As soon as you start doing your news, it's like <laughs> two That's all I heard. Yeah. So um how's it sound right now? There we go. Good. Good. Good? Okay. Logan Paul may be fighting John Cena at WrestleMania. <laughs> Next story. <laughs> Straight to the point. <laughs> All right. Hopefully it doesn't cut out on this Um, Actor Stephen Amell uh, is looking to try to promote his show, Heels, Season 2, with either WWE or nice. AEW. Um, they asked him, you know, if there's anybody, if you could go back and wrestle, who do you want to wrestle? He straight up said it. Cody Rhodes. Uh, he and Rhodes are friends. They've gone way back in the day, back when he was playing, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the green arrow on arrow and Cody Rhodes was stardust back in the day in WWE. They wrestled then they stayed friends mm-hmm. and they've, you know, done a lot of wrestling related things together. So, um, they were like, all right, well, how would you feel about fighting AJ Styles? He's like, that'd be great. I'd love to fight AJ Styles. They're like, what about Darby Allen AEW? He said, that'd be great. I'd love to fight Darby <laughs> This man doesn't care who it is. He just wants to fight <laughs> yeah. um, So, like I said, if you want to check out more on this story, uh, it's by WrestleTalk by Donald Rumsey. Also, definitely there. go check out Heels Season 1. It was a phenomenal great show. Great show. Uh, so good. So well written. Uh, great story. And I love this. Uh, Vince McMahon once thought that this top AEW wrestling star was the drizzling shits. Um, this is a story on Wrestle Talk written by Dave Adamson. Can you guys guess what top AEW wrestler that you guys definitely both know the name of? Uh, Vince McMahon was saying, like, oh, this guy sucks. He's shit. Um, the Mox? No. Moxley? No. No, still no. Um <laughs> uh, God, I can't remember anymore. That's uh, all good. Disco, any guesses? No. Do you know the difference between AEW and WWE? Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Alright. The man's referring to Chris Jericho. <laughs> he thought Oh, get the fuck out of here. Exactly. When I was reading this, I was like, my God, so by the time Chris Jericho got to WWE, he was trained in Canada at the Heart Foundation, or at the you know the Heart Dungeon. I mean, uh, he'd already wrestled in uh, Germany, uh, Mexico. Um, he re- he did his uh, stuff in ECW where he was one of the top guys. Went over to WCW, carried the cruiserweight division, and then he went to WWF. This man had however many years of experience, and Vince McMahon's like, yeah, this guy's no good. Chris Jericho. <laughs> Thank God he got fucking out of there. Jesus. Even even I was like, I, I was dumb back in the day, and I didn't like Jericho because he was a meanie, and I was naive. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's so good. He's so good at what he does. Yeah, fucking so, idiot. I don't know if you guys have ever seen the Jericho's WWF debut. It's one of the best debuts ever in wrestling, maybe the best debut ever. Where it's they have the they had a millennium clock counting down because it was like 1999. Oh, the Y2J. Y2J. Yeah, turn off and then it's Y2J. Chris Jericho he goes out he gets a promo on the Rock and they did this whole thing. It's like oh my God, Jericho's here. He's gonna fight the Rock and that didn't happen. 
He doesn't. He didn't talk to the Rock. <laughs> All he did is like he got put in uh, matches with a few lower card things, and they're mm-hmm. like, "All right, we're gonna have you fight China for the Intercontinental Championship." And at first, he's like, "I gotta fight a, a woman." Blah, blah blah. China proved she's an amazing wrestler, and he's like, "All right, they're they're making money matches." They throw Eddie Guerrero in the mix, <laughs> and Jericho's just hitting on all cylinders every time. Um, but yeah, Jericho now arguably considered to be one of the greatest wrestlers of all time with the career he's had. Um, at that's at this at the at that time, Vince McMahon considered him the drizzling shits. Vince and that's McMahon, what I have. you are the drizzling shits. <laughs> he was one. Vince McMahon's one of the greatest, maybe the greatest wrestling promoter of all time. There's no denying. Sure. That. But, but he's a dumbass. He's made some really bad decisions. He's made some <laughs> of the greatest decisions ever. Um, so I guess when you've been in it for that long, you know what I mean. You you have to make bad decisions at some point. <clears throat> I mean, this he's was past his time. <laughs> at that time, that was when he said this. This was like the height of WWE at that point, or it was yeah. WWF even at that point. Um, <clears throat> it was around oh, wow. ninety nine. But hey, man, the man has great ideas, and he has some of the worst ideas ever. <laughs> yeah, he put Eddie Guerrero's brother in a chicken suit and called him the gobbledygooker. Like that was a thing. That was a thing that happened. <laughs> oh god. And he also in- created Hulkamania. So, you know, what can I say? That's my Powerpoint weekly this week. Yeah. Uh, thank All you. you need is one good idea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, dude has run, a million. Run with it. He's got a million good ideas, man. This is he has a million bad ideas too. <laughs> <laughs> when some you lose, huh? All right, let's jump into some of my news. Disney is actively developing an Indiana Jones TV series. Now, um, I'm not really sure if Harrison Ford is going to be involved or what time period of Indiana Jones this is going to be. But I, I think he's doing one more Indiana movie, if I'm not mistaken, with Disney that's currently in development. I mean, they're doing another movie. I don't know if that's, like, the last one. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I always thought Harrison Ford wanted to end this character to just, like, he He wants every role he's ever had to just... He wants every (laughs) character he's ever played to die. That's... that's (laughs) He could just retire. I don't know why. Just retire. Like, you you could say no. Unless they have you in, like, this, like, slave contract where you can't. Like, just say no, Harrison. Like, you don't... Like that's an option. <laughs> what, what, was the, too what was the nice. guy's name from uh from um the Blade Runner that he did the sequel to the main who was the main person in the sequel? Um oh, the Ryan abs. Gosling. Oh. Ryan Gosling. Remember when you there say was, like, the, there was the abs? He has nice abs. Uh, you're right, but I like that's how you <laughs> remembered him. <laughs> I mean, there's probably other people who had the same. Like, he's the guy with the abs, right? Oh yeah, right. God, I'm sure that. But I mean, he's, there was he's news a good looking dude. About how um, Harrison Ford is like, I fucking hate Ryan Gosling. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like every week there was a news report. They're like, yeah, and then there was the one time where it's like they had a scene where he had to punch him, and Ryan Gosling's like, no, and like he he legit punched me, and Harrison Ford's like, yeah, he was supposed to move. <laughs> <laughs> he's just, the, he's just the angriest old man i love it that's hilarious oh uh, there was that and i want to say for star wars the millennium falcon like fell on him remember that too? yes yes like, yes the door when fell they were on filming, him they were filming the sequels yeah yeah i was just like this man is just i get it he just doesn't want to fucking do it <laughs> he's getting up there too he's like, gonna touch 70 or something soon i think more than that yeah oh wow okay James Gunn wants to know which DC movies uh, and characters you would like to see. He's asking the fans. So 
which properties, which um, characters you would like to see him develop and work with for the new DC studios. Um, definitely, I'd like to see Green Lantern back in the game. Uh, I think that would be fantastic. I'd love to see Martian Manhunter. And uh, who else would I like to see? Well, those are like the big names. Well, that's uh, the thing. Once you said that, I was like, I was like, don't think of any big ones. I immediately yeah. was just like, Animal Man. To... Uh, yes. Swamp Thing. Okay. Static Shock. Static Shock, one hundred percent. Um, and he I, he recently put out a picture. It was one tweet, just one picture of Mister Terrific, and I was like, yes. Nice. <laughs> you know who I'd like to see? I would love to see James Gunn develop a noir or actually matt reeves develop a noir question show Mm. Uh, the question Mm. tv series matt reeves (coughs) go for it i think that would be great i think that would be great it it could be even a mini series it doesn't have to be something that's like three four seasons just give us like one story couple of episodes maybe eight maybe less whatever it needs to be just give us a question story and if it succeeds maybe do another one um what he say he said aqualad <laughs> aqual i mean aqualad from young justice was amazing so i would yeah. agree with that but i'm pretty sure that's not what he's talking about yeah no, that's not see, at all what he's talking about i want to see uh the century i feel like he could make century cool uh the century i'm pretty sure is marvel yeah is it no. Is I'm it, trying to think. Th- um, oh no, maybe the Centurion. I'm thinking of. What are we thinking Marvel? of here? Century. Century Marvel, yeah. Yeah, I was right. Yeah, he's the yeah, he's their Marvel. equivalent to Superman. Yeah. Oh well, then I'm stupid. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was like, I'm pretty sure it's Marvel. I might be wrong, but yeah. Oh yeah, he's right, one of their right. Superman uh, oh, yeah, equivalents. He's, yeah, he's one of their. Well, that's what I want to see him do anyway. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Why? No, I uh, no, I just uh, Calendar Man is would be an amazing villain. Yeah, I've been saying that for years because he is an amazing villain. We all. I think we can see Calendar Man in one of Matt Reeves' movies. I think that would be something he could pull off very well. Honestly, when it comes to Matt Reeves, I still feel like I wouldn't. I don't think you're going to be like, all right, here's a bunch of movies. We're going to give these to Matt Reeves. I think Matt Reeves is like, you do the Batman. We're going to find directors for other things. Like, no, I, that's what, no I meant Matt Reeves using Calendar in one of the Batman movies. Yeah, no, he could. I'm just, yeah. I'm just, cause you're that's what I meant. No, about, I'm not. I know, but before you were talking about different, like, oh, if Matt Reeves did a question, like, that'd be great. I just don't see that happening. Me, yeah. If he wants yeah. to do a see, well, he's doing the spinoff show of the Batman in the universe, which the question could be a part of. If he wants it to be, they tried um, doing a Watchmen look, crossover. Rudy, let it go. The um, <laughs> with the with the detective stuff, but hey, that's besides the point. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Let's talk some video games. We have um, some nominees here for the game of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, we have God of War, Ragnarok, Elden Ring, A Plague Tale Requiem. Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, and Xenoblade Chronicles Three. Mm, now, wow, then, that's those are solid games, man. That's a that's a <laughs> entirely solid list. Um, not not necessarily the games that are all games I would play, but that's a solid list. But so what I was asking is, there any games that you would 
think should be on here on this list? Anything and, else that should be on this list? Yeah. All right. So, in terms of games that may or may not have been snubbed, mm -hmm. um, I know the um, there's this one that everybody's talking about, Vampire something or other, um, that's supposed to be like phenomenal. Uh, that people are saying like this might legit be game of the year, and once it wasn't named as a nominee, everyone got pissed. Yeah, uh, Kirby would have been a nice nomination, but <laughs> I don't think Kirby would have outdone any of these other games. Another game being Sifu. Sifu was Sifu, a big hit yes. for a lot of people. Um, yeah. Once again, I don't know if Sifu can top any of these games. The one here that I look at and I'm just a little bit iffy on is Stray. Stray? Yeah, that's what um, I was thinking too. Stray was fine and everything, but at the end of the day, it was kind of just like I you, kinda, you run around, you're a cat. It's fun. It, yeah. yeah, it's fun, but it is what it is. Xenoblade, the Xenoblade uh, uh, fans love you know, this. And if, as an RPG, this might be the... I mean, I'm pretty sure this is going to win RPG of the year if it doesn't go to Elden Ring. Mm -hmm. um, JRPG. Exactly. Um, so it, it all depends. It's like when you start looking at this, it's like in terms of like who wins what, it's like, hey, if everybody starts voting for Elden Ring to win game of the year, they might put Xenoblade Chronicles to win RPG of the year. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just so people can be like, oh, well, I know they're not going to win this, so let me give them the flowers here. So it's yeah. like a whole thing. I don't know what's going to happen. Honestly, I feel like it really is going to come down to the obvious two. God, God of War and Elden Ring. Elden Ring. Mm -hmm. And Rudy just put something in the chat that's actually been a weird thing. The fighting game of the year, Sifu. Which a lot of people are like iffy on that because it's like, is it a fighting game? Like it is, but it <laughs> isn't at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, when you think of a fighting game, you think of something like a, like a Mortal Kombat, like a, like a Tekken, like a oh, Street okay. Fighter. That now, type of fighting game. But, at, I mean, that is a fighting game. Mm -hmm. Like, essentially, you know, you have the... Sometimes it's 2D, sometimes 3D, blah, blah, blah. But then you look at Sifu, it's like... Sifu, you're running around, you're fighting people. Like, that is clearly a fighting game as well. But it's not a traditional one, so... A lot of people are iffy about that. So, I don't know. I don't know, man. But, uh... What do you, what I do mean, you all in all, I think we, we, had a, we had a great year of gaming... Um, I've been saying that all year, and everyone's like, oh, it was just Elden Ring and then God of War. I was like, no, we've had a good year all year. No, yeah, we definitely had a good year. And um, who do I think is going to win? Yeah, I no, didn't play Elden Ring. Yep. The only games I played on this list of six games <clears throat> are Stray, and I'm playing God of War Ragnarok now. So I'm going to have a bias with God of War. Mm -hmm. I didn't play Elden Ring, so I, I honestly can't give a good opinion on which game should be game of the year mm -hmm. uh i could i was thinking of watching the elden ring story to see and compare the elden ring story to the god of war ragnarok story and knowing that elden ring is a souls or souls light game um oh, it's definitely a souls born game okay a souls born game and going off of that and trying to make that decision later but i don't know i guess I, i'll just go with the obvious since it's what i'm playing now i'm i'm gonna say god of war is gonna be the the hit this year. This mm -hmm. guy, what, what do you? What would you make a guess? I, I'm gonna stay true to my God of War. It's done me well, so I uh, I really think it's it's gonna go home. It's gonna it's just swing for a swing swing for a home run. Mm -hmm. You know, I uh, but I'm actually really uh, shocked. Xenoblade's up there. I uh, I'm really looking forward to that. Actually, I'm gonna I gotta pick that up because I played the second one, and. Uh, 
so now now I really want to play this one. I'm like souped up that it, it got that sort of recognition, and so it's clearly going to be like definitely uh, quite the experience. Yeah, and, people uh, love that game. People love yeah. that game. It's funny looking at this personally. I think. I haven't even played it yet, but I'm pretty sure this is the game I like the most. It's a Plague Tale Requiem. Um, I, yeah. I I like the first game a lot. Because um, Elden Ring is not my type of game. Stray, mm -hmm. I played it, but I didn't even bother finishing it. I'll go back to it someday. <laughs> Horizon Forbidden West, I liked it. It was great, but it was kind of just like more of Horizon Zero Dawn. I wanted more innovation. And mm -hmm. Horizon Zero Dawn was like, oh, we've never seen this before. It's great. So when Horizon Forbidden West comes out, it's just like, oh, it's this again. Okay. Yeah. God of War Ragnarok, I've said it before. I'm one of the people that doesn't think God of War 2018 is the greatest game ever. I don't understand why people like it as much. So I'm I'm currently playing Ragnarok, and I feel the same exact way. I'm like, this is a good game. I'm not going to say it's not a good game, but it's not as good as people are making it out to be. And Xenoblade, I haven't messed with yet. And Elden Ring, I don't want to rip my dick off. So I probably <laughs> would just say it was like, just by default, it's like, yeah, I'm, I would probably enjoy Playtale more than anything else on this list. Hmm. Um. Now Rudy says it's Elden Ring. I, I find that surprising. Um, I really, I it, it, it's a toss up for me. I really don't know. God of War, Elden Ring. I, I honestly don't know. Yeah, they're all really good, like you said in the like originally. They're they're all solid games. Exactly. Like they all have reasons to win, but at, it's really going to come down to Ragnarok and Elden Ring. Really, at the end of the day, it's one or the other. Yeah, I yeah. think you're right about totally. that. All right, and next up, uh, we have nominees for the most anticipated games, um, which That's include Final Fantasy XIV, uh, The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, <clears throat> Hogwarts Legacy, Starfield, and Resident Evil 4. Uh, Final Fantasy 16, by the way. Oh, 16. All oh, right, the I before the V is 14. Yeah. Okay. All right, thank you. Uh, Final Fantasy 16. Um, <clears throat> for me... It would be a tie between The Legend of Zelda and uh, Starfield. I'm interested to see what Starfield is going to be. Now, Hogwarts Legacy looks interesting. I, I'm enjoying the depth that they went into to the four uh, houses uh, and like the different stories and stuff like that. You get to pick which one you go through and the, the common areas for them. I've seen some videos. It looks really interesting. I just don't know if the gameplay and the story is gonna be, like, gonna be executed well. That's the only thing. But I, for me, the the two games that I'm because I've never played a Final Fantasy game and I don't care for Resident Evil, so for me, it's gonna be Legend of Zelda and Starfield are kind of like my most uh, anticipated games. Yeah, for me personally, it's Starfield. Um, the winner <laughs> of this award is Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> the winner of this award. Yeah. It's if this doesn't win, I mean, I would be so shocked. Like yeah, I, yeah. I can say that with one hundred percent full confidence. That's yeah, the I top mean, game for yeah. me as well. I'm like, and I can't wait till it comes out. I played Resident Evil Four, the original, but I, uh, I don't know. This oh, is this just is like a remake? revamp, right? Yeah, this yeah it's is a just remake. like a, a they're just revamping it, right? It's like they're not. Changing well, no, the they're they're changing it up. They're they're updating it like they did with. They've been doing it with, uh, you know, they did it with two and three. They're gonna do the same thing with four, uh, and they the versions that are that have come out for two and three are phenomenal. Like you know, you were talking about um, Metroid Dread yeah. earlier, Disco. Yeah. They have that where I forgot the character's name, but he's in the world hunting you as you're playing the game the entire time. So it's the oh, same nice. exact thing. So it's like that was in I believe it was it was definitely Resident Evil two. I think they put it in three as well. 
Um, so it's like it's very much an anticipated game because they're revamping everything. Yeah. But I mean, you look at Legend of Legend of Zelda shook the world. Um, whether yeah. I think it's a good game or not, it doesn't really matter. That um, shit was phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm like, I'm gonna say it right here: Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. That's a solid seven. But this is, like I said, very anticipated. So I'm sure that's yeah. gonna win. It is not anticipated. I can't wait for that game, sure. man. It's the only reason I'm gonna be able to pick up my Switch again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dust it off. Bro, yeah, Fort Story is coming out in December, and I can't fucking wait. Yeah, yeah. That's game of the year for me right there. Sports Story, Sports hands, story. Down. <laughs> hands down. Best nobody game picked it out. Huh? You can nobody pick it picked... up. No, yeah, it's, it's out there in the league. Somebody, somebody yeah, you pick can it pick it up. You have so many games that you can drop. Like drop them and pick it. You you're already winning second place. I was I'm about to say Disco's sure. gonna probably win second place. Yeah, yeah. Hasn't played a damn. I already thing put all in uh, some requests to drop already because okay, <laughs> I didn't know we could. I thought once they were like, bro, it's the same in... rules as last year. <laughs> I got confused with the uh, what what's the special two that we picked? Counter uh, counter picks. The counter picks. Yeah. Where the counter pick, if it's locked in and it's not coming out, it's stuck. Yeah. But I, that I can't drop a counter pick. Yeah. yeah but that's oh, yeah. the so lock. And then the ones that are not coming out, it's a yeah, counter with an X on it. On it. Yeah, I'm dumb. I'm dumb. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's, yeah. Drop drop the games. Pick up. So I already I already story. dropped most of them. And yeah, uh, yeah I want to see what Evil West does when it comes out. And uh, I hope it does well. I honestly hope you almost catch up to Dan. There might be a possibility. <laughs> I need mean, to pick up enough. Not right now. He's a, at a hundred and something. It's like a hundred and four. I checked or today. I'm projected for so, one thirty-five, and I'm at like a hundred something. Like yeah. So if he gets Sports Story, mm-hmm. and he picks up like one or two other games that does really well, you could give a Dan a run for his money. That'd be interesting. Yeah, now, it would be very interesting. So, uh, just just for your guys' opinion, should I make an attempt to make sure I secure the win, or should I just let it go? I would say let it go. Let's see let where it, go it goes. Just, just, yeah. just let it go. Okay. That'd be cool. I got to do some cool. research. I, uh, I researched up the Pentiment, pen, Peminent, and then Pentiment. Evil West a little. Man, doesn't even know what games he's <laughs> yeah. I, I can't read. You know what's funny? I was telling Dan because <clears throat> Pentiment was one of the one of four games Rusty had uh, mentioned they could be good. And I just picked the wrong ones. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, what games did he say? Do you remember? He said Bear and Breakfast, um, Evil West, uh, Pentiment, and uh, I forgot what the, the fourth game was. I think um, that murder game, the, like that murder cleanup game where you're um, you're like a cleaner for the mob. Cleaners. That's what it's called. Cleaners. You're a cleaner for the mob, and you got to go to these crime scenes and clean up the bodies and stuff while you're dodging cops. And I thought that was, it's a cool concept, I've but I never, never picked heard it of up. That game before in my life. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I it think I, I ended up picking other games. I, yeah. I picked up Bear and Breakfast. I saw that it didn't do well, and yeah, I was like, fuck Rusty. I'm not picking up anything. Pentiment was like iffy. Uh, it's just like when it first dropped, everyone's like, why is this? But with like, Bear and but Breakfast. Then it's like it's made by Obsidian, so it's like, oh, yeah. okay. Well, with Bear and Breakfast, I was like, people love these type of games. So I yeah, thought not, it was like, I was just like, maybe the concept of it, like being a bear and you're in the woods and you're running a bear, uh, a, uh, a bed and breakfast. Uh, it's a cool enough idea. And if it was like executed decent enough, people would love it and they would, you know, um, give it good reviews. But it, it ended up just getting 76. I was just like, all right, whatever. But hey. You know, I I, I I got too much in my head 
with the games that I was picking, and I just ended up making dumb decisions. But it's lesson learned for next season. Uh, I'll try to do better. But I did way better than last season, so Mm -hmm. um, I'm proud of myself. Now, one thing I want to say. Now, I know you're you're telling Disco and Disco you're thinking about picking up Sports Story. Now, remember, is Sports Story one of those games? Because you just saw the game of the year list, right, That for this year? And I just told you. I didn't really didn't play any of those games. The games I did play, I was like, meh, it is what it is. So is my opinion of Sports Story, being very excited for Sports Story, really matter for points? I would look up uh, Golf. I think I did look up Golf Story, and it, <laughs> yeah. was, it didn't do well. But it also didn't do bad enough where you're going to get negative points. Yeah, so. Sports Story. I mean, Golf Story at the time was the, like, the most beloved uh, indie on Switch. Now, yeah. score-wise, does that reflect that? No, it didn't. You know, but, so. yeah, so I don't know. I got something to think about. Yeah, you also didn't <clears> lose <throat> a lot of points for Somerville, so you only lost like Somerville. three points. Oh, yeah, I, only, I, was, I didn't even look at it. I only yeah, lost three it points. was like 73. Yeah, okay. I was laughing. Uh, what if, um, I get my 130 and then your river, your your city girls, what is it, river girls, river city girls, <laughs> river all, city all girls year. comes you out and all year. <laughs> <laughs> for literally and knocks like, me back year. down to third. I would be so mad if that um, it, I, I think it's not coming out. It hasn't it's not? been. Yeah. And I'm okay. pretty sure it's not coming out. But then again, we didn't think Somerville was coming out. Like I, yeah, The reason true. why I counterpicked Somerville is like they stayed quiet. And then all of a sudden I was like, no, no, no. We, we got it. We got it. It's ready here. <laughs> Apparently it wasn't because it got 73. <laughs> they should have kept People it. People like it. People like the game yeah. a lot. Yeah. That's another one. People are, I heard a lot of good things about Somerville, and I got a 73. Hey, man. It is what it is. I mean, that could still fluctuate. That could still move. It's one of those we'll niche tastes. <laughs> 100%. It is. What do I have left? I have do I have one or two games left? I think you have I don't remember. I have Callisto Protocol. Which yeah. If that does well, it's Oh yeah, that's then, a, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Game. You don't you don't really need to do much. Uh, and I'm done. <laughs> I like I can't drop Pokemon um to pick up something else and I have High on Life which will do decent hopefully. Um, I think High on Life will do good. But either way, I'm mostly I'm gonna be fighting Jonathan for third place, <laughs> which is so fucking sad because he hasn't Don't done shit all year. <laughs> uh, it's I'm amazing sorry, how he done. hasn't even done anything yeah. and he's still he, like he, that high. He picked great Bro, games. You yeah. barely done anything. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? You're, you're at a really good second place. <laughs> you guys, right now. listen. This is a test because Jonathan played plays video games or at least he used to and like he can i guess he can tell which is a good video game i never when played video drafted, games i looked at his list and i yeah. said dude he's got a, a serious list and he literally drafted i think he made two moves and he just stopped and yeah his list is still carrying him like that's how good his list was like yeah. i remember saying it from, at the draft i was like bro he's so he's that's that just shows some experience in disco. You were a gamer back in high school too, so it, it shows. It shows. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's you're, you know, you weren't, it, and that shows. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it shows a lot. It, it honestly does, bro. Like it's ridiculous, but hey, it is what it is. No, I mean, you, you, you have an idea. It's just like you've made a lot of weird decisions, but you made some yeah. really good decisions too. It's like you said, you really got in your own head. Yeah, I did. I think that's I really what it is. You got in too much into your head. So that's again, that's that's something I learned for next season. Hopefully, I'll yeah. do better. I've I've made a long list of games, um, uh, and I'm trying to keep looking for more always. So, yeah. you know, hopefully. I uh, just so you guys are aware, I don't know if you remember last time when we did the draft. Uh, I also had the different um, awards. 
uh, yes, for, yes, for the preseason. I, I already have the, the, the list of awards ready. Nice. Uh, just cool, waiting cool. to see who's going to get what. what. Yeah. Nice, nice. But awesome. yeah, I've come up with a few new ones and stuff. Fantastic. Looking forward to it. Um, with that said, let's do final thoughts. I, uh, I'm going to get engaged. It's going to happen. I got a ring for my girlfriend, so it's pretty, nice. uh, pretty exciting. Oh, wow, dude. So That's fantastic. That. We're taking it to that next level. Uh, eventually, I'm going to surprise her. That's awesome. Um, I so, think I'll cut this out from the podcast. Yeah. So she's not going to listen. It's fine. <laughs> she's not going to get episode. this far if she, even if she does listen to that. I know that for a fact. <laughs> Oh man! I was put a time like code. Kevin Conroy. Just put a time code. Know. Disco talks about future engagement. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, hang on. I'm gonna make a, a a a social media clip and just post it on our page and like just blast it. Yeah, just put it on blast. Wrote that harder than we've ever wrote it anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic news, bro. <laughs> that's great, man. Congrats. Yep. So uh, gotta send me a picture of that here. ring. No, yeah, it's it's actually really nice. Uh, we're we're uh, it's pretty non traditional. We actually picked it together because nice, I want nice. her to actually love it and not like just pick a random ring that yeah, we like. I literally like, gave hey. the money to Nadia and I was like, "Go get a ring." <laughs> I was just like, no, yeah. So we actually uh, it was pretty fun, you know, because she was actually here like two weeks ago, whatever, yeah. from New Jersey, and uh, so we went to like five different jewelers and we went to this one shout out to ibera on uh, in tracy california they helped us really friendly people over there uh so we we picked one ring from there and then we went to like four or five other different places in the mall on other streets and then but we came back to this one ring and it just like we both were just it was the ring. That that's fantastic. It was a magic yeah. ring so it's a pretty special moment for us so i'm sharing with y'all it's pretty awesome to uh to find that with somebody yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you should propose in dubai <laughs> that's actually what i was thinking because it, yes! it's her birthday it's her Let's birthday on the 27th go. as well and we're gonna be in dubai it's like one special moment for me too because yeah I've, yeah i've never really left the country other than canada which i really don't feel like that doesn't count <laughs> so it's like yeah, this is actually right. a special moment for me it's gonna be a special moment for her and i'll never be yeah. able to forget because it'll be on her birthday nice just trying to like plan it out for myself <laughs> yeah yeah that's fantastic um, I'll let so, Nadia yeah. know. Maybe we can figure out something uh, so we can get you guys something uh, to do it on. We'll we'll talk. We'll talk. Yeah, yeah. I just didn't want to like interfere with y'all thing because like I feel like it's rude to be. We're like... having a four day wedding. I think we can live <laughs> leave a couple hours for someone else's engagement. Yeah. I think we'll no, be fine. Yeah. So yeah, um, I just didn't want to be rude in that sense. But yeah, if you could hook it up, that would be fucking. Yeah, awesome. yeah. Not, we'll talk. Do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Great. Now, I'm more That's upset. Awesome, about that I'm excited. That's great. <laughs> Thanks. Sorry, bro. Um, I was gonna ask you to hold the camera. <laughs> can't even do it. Wedding's ruined. Right. I can't. I'm not gonna hold the camera. You have to pull it all off. The whole thing's done. Oh man. Why'd right, you put thoughts, me in the big yeah. screen? Oh, my final thoughts. We're doing final thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm just, I'm just in the big screen now for some reason. Um, oh, no shit. final thoughts. Um. This is an interesting episode. We started off very uh, slow, somber, sad news, um, yeah. sad ter- uh, news, and then we ended up on a on a high note. So, um, yeah. hey man, that's that's what it is. You get all the emotions here. That's at, life at the Los Wise Guys podcast <laughs> and in life. But fuck life. Just check out this podcast. <laughs> that's the life podcast. Check us out. One hundred percent. My final news. Um, like Dan said, 
my final news jesus christ my final thoughts um and news of the day is that um i'm very sad about kevin conroy but i'm super excited uh for disco and uh can't wait um yeah we'll definitely plan something and uh, we'll make it special no, yeah, that'd be awesome. I can't fucking wait. And I'm excited, even more excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Well, thank you for listening to the Los Wise Guys podcast. If you like what you hear, don't forget to check out our social medias. Go hit us up. We love talking to you. Go like and subscribe to the YouTube channel, Write Meow, and give us a couple comments. Tell us what you think about these upcoming, um, about the game of the year and the upcoming games. What are you most excited for? Also, Go check out the Los Wise Guys website, loswiseguys.com. We always have new content going up, and these guys are fucking playing, and I love it because we're some silly bitches. That's right. I was going right. to see if I had something that I could like hold above, and then it looks like I pulled it out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening, and have a great week.